All righty. Welcome to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD 89.3 on the FM and online at KZUM.org. That was Jennifer Latham with her Future Christmas. A wonderful little song off of her title, or self. That was the title track off of her album. There we go, Future Christmas. She's a wonderful trans jazz vocalist and instrumentalist, uh, somebody that I love playing her music. And I wasn't really all that much into jazz just a few years ago. I mean, the most part, other than the old style jazz that I listened to, was Lincoln's own Jackie Allen who uh, is a big supporter of KZUM. And speaking of big supporters of KZUM, we have some special guests here in the studio from Star City Pride. We have Gretchen, and happy anniversary. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Uh, But you're on to talk about something that's very local, very striking, very surprising for Lincoln, at least in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I I wanted to come on and talk about the cancellation of our All Ages show that was supposed to be this past Friday um, over at one of the coffee shops here Mm -hmm. locally Um, and just talk about why we did it, um, what factors led up to um, the decision on the coffee shops and who were actually the ones that that canceled it, but on our end of why, you know, moving forward, we're going to be changing some things. All right. And uh, you all, you brought somebody special with you, somebody that I have not had in studio before. I've I met a few times, had yes. great conversation. Yes. Oh, you know, one of the, the big changes, you know, we've had a lot of changes this year, as you know, mm-hmm. um, in restructuring the board um, and being more transparent, um, having town halls, having the community more involved, updating our bylaws so that anybody can be a member of the organization and have a say in what pride how it's done, Mm -hmm. um, what we have, and all of that. And one of the biggest things that we were lacking was a board position for diversity and and inclusion. Um, And so my lovely friend I'd love to introduce is TJ King. Um, We met and and talked about the need for this, and we were able to make it happen. So, yeah, TJ. Got to make sure I've actually got a working mic for you. You've got such a soft voice. You want to try that again? Good morning, everybody. There we go. I can hear you now. <laughs> one thing somebody's never said to me that I have a soft voice, so that's, that's good. Well, I, usually if you have a microphone in front of you, you have it in hand instead of it suspended in front of you, go. right? There you go. Most definitely. <laughs> I am so excited about what we're about to do with Star City Pride. Um, just being able to be a member and being able to bring some diversity as well as some inclusion to it speaks volumes. We are so, so, so excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have you on, both of you, and you especially, TJ, because I've been meaning to call you <laughs> for well over a year, I think, to get you on the show to talk about one of your other projects that you're involved in. If you'd like to mention that real quick before we go into the details about uh, Friday night's yes, event. Yes, real quick, real quick. So I am in charge of all of the testing, prevention, and outreach for the Nebraska AIDS Project. One of the, actually, it is the only HIV organization in Nebraska that um, serves and helps people living with, and I used to say affected, but now I say people thriving with HIV. I like that. Super excited. I like that. Years and years ago when, um, oh, if I can remember his first, Derek Fields was involved with NAP years and years ago. He was a good friend of mine, Uh, and I uh, ran one of the... uh, water booths for the uh, 
uh, AIDS walk here mm-hmm. in Lincoln when he was organizing that. And he was big into the gay radio and stuff like that. Used to own a store here in Lincoln that unfortunately closed when that big box bookstore moved into Mm. town. Uh, But uh, the building that that store was in doesn't exist anymore, but it's in the same location as the F Street Community Center. Uh, So if anybody has been around long enough in the Lincoln area, they know what store I'm talking about. And it was so sad to see it close. But he was such a big part of my life and a big part of this community. I'm glad to see that NAP is still a very important part of the Nebraska community. Oh, thank you for that. And we, um, you know, COVID hit all of us pretty hard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our testing numbers were kind of low. We didn't do too many things related to outreach, but um, we are definitely back full force. We have a lot of things on our plate that we are super, super, super excited about. Um, another great thing with me wearing two hats, we are able to work in tandem and in conjunction with another love of mine, which is Star City Pride. So I am just super excited about that partnership that we've been able to build as well. Mm. And speaking of Star City Pride, there was supposed to be an all-ages drag show this past Friday, and it was canceled by the venue because of threats. Yeah, that's correct. Um, You know, I hadn't heard of Nebraska Freedom Coalition, which is the organization that had posted um, some tweets that, you know, predicated us pulling the plug Mm -hmm. um, on this event. Um, uh, I was contacted, or we were as an organization, from our friends over at... um, um, Abby's uh, out in Nebraska. Out in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Sorry, gosh, I <laughs> right okay. on the tip of my tongue. That's I mean, what happens I still when want to call old. it out, Lincoln. After yeah, all yeah I know, I do too. Um, and they just made me aware of this uh, particular tweet that had gone out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's okay, I'll read this tweet. Um, yeah, I already told you what you couldn't yes, read, which yes. you, you showed them to me. Nothing so seems to be against regs. of this tweet. They said, hey, you know, there, there's something that's gone out with an extremist organization that, we'll, you know, we've, we mm-hmm. follow. Um, and so at the time they had said, oh, you know, we'll keep you posted. And, but we just wanted to make you aware. Um, and then, you know, a few things passed and somebody else contacted me directly and said, hey, you really need to take a look at this. So I went on to Twitter myself and I'll read what I happen to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the tweet said, this is happening in Lincoln with an image of our um, poster for the All Ages show. An All Ages drag show. Why do they continue to come after our children? Because this is how grooming works. It's inclusion and acceptance one day, abuse the next. This must stop. Boycott the Crescent Moon, protest this event, stand up for our children. You know, and... I was alarmed. I was disheartened at the um, complete misleading um, uh, dialogue that, mm. that was in that tweet. Um, you know, to, to link the two, we're, we're having a show at a coffee shop where we would like families to come to, seniors. You know, we had a, a call from the community to do things other than events at bars. Mm -hmm. And so that was really important this year with our entertainment director, with our board in general, is to create these events where anybody could go um, despite age, despite, you know, um, ability, anything like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, so, So partnering with this particular coffee shop, this was one of the first events that we had that we considered a family event. Um, and there was so much buzz about it. We had such great feedback. We had 
attendance numbers just mm. on Facebook that were pretty high. So we reading this was just a little bit, you know, disheartening for oh, what yeah. we were trying to accomplish. And then it was quickly followed by, uh, it escalated from there um, with a call to action from the same organization. So the follow-up tweet um, after that read, absolutely disgusted by the grooming of children at these drag shows. It is unacceptable and predatory behavior that has no place in our society. These all ages shows should be immediately shut down and the perpetrators brought to justice. So, you know, after everything that has happened uh, in our community in general, nationwide, um, especially in, in Denver. Um, Colorado Springs, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, to us, the, the, those, those types of threatening words, we just, we can't. We can't endanger our entertainers. We can't endanger our board. We can't endanger our attendees. So, um, you know, at that point, uh, the coffee shop was like, hey, let's postpone this. But on our part, we personally decided that we're just going to cancel that particular event at that venue. Um, and so it was pretty obvious why um, with those types of threats and calls to action to any other <laughs> extreme person that follows that particular entity. So for us, it, the, it was paramount that safety came first for all of us. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, you know, as I was saying before we went on air, I've been in the Lincoln community for 37 years. You know, I moved here when I was just a... Okay, I was never really short, <laughs> but, you know, a, a, a tiny person uh, and grew up around so much diversity. My mother worked at Union College, one of the most diverse student bodies in Nebraska, now, I, I grew up, uh, I was speaking Vietnamese and Filipino before I was speaking English. Oh. <laughs> and that was when I was in small town Colorado. But coming here to Lincoln, my mother working there for years, me being exposed to so many different cultures, and then just the, for me, the natural progression into not just the cultural and ethnic diversity that is Lincoln, but the, the community's diversity as a whole. You know, we have... Uh, the most per capita, and forgive me here if I get my tongue twisted here, the most per capita of gay pagan cops under street lights, surrounded by trees in front of churches across the street from banks around the corner from bars. <laughs> That's a mouthful. At film. least in the Midwest. And at one point in time, Lincoln was referred to as the gay mecca of the Midwest, rivaled by Iowa City, Iowa. It kind of went back and forth there. And, you know, the, the, uh, the big march on Washington in the 90s. You know, I didn't go to that, but there was a, uh, a similar demonstration at the Capitol building. I was 14, 15, maybe, 15. And I was at that. Um, didn't really get involved with pride events outside of that for many years because I just, you know, I was one of those teenagers that I was working two jobs. I, you know, emancipated myself when I was 17, came out when I was 15, emancipated myself when I was 17. My mother was actually all for that, not because she had a problem with me, but she's just like, you are an adult now. Mm -hmm. Go be yourself. And, you know, somebody from a conservative Christian background to say uh, that. Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm right there mm -hmm. with you. <laughs> I'm so, right there yeah, with it you. was, yeah, it was a different time 
in the 90s than it is today. Oh, uh, I absolutely agree. We've all we probably talked about yeah. that. I think we're all of the same generation here mm. sitting at this table. And, yeah. you know, coming out was a whole lot different for me. Mm. <laughs> uh, our friend Brandy Bowser posted a meme to Facebook that uh, I think she got off of Twitter or whatever. It's a, it's a picture of the, the movie poster for Tu Wong Fu. That was filmed in Lincoln yeah. in the surrounding area. Yeah. Yeah. Released 27 years ago. My God, 27 years oh, ago. Gosh, I'm feeling Would old. Would that happen today? Mm. No, it wouldn't. At least not in Nebraska. No. Mm. So... It, it's, it's frightening to say that the 90s were more comfortable mm -hmm. than the early 2020s. Even yeah. with um, being a person of color, mm. um, you know, growing up in Lincoln, um, Nebraska, my whole life, um, I would think that the climate, the racial climate, I'll just speak to that, the racial climate back then was nowhere near how it is right now. And that's odd to me. It's almost like we're going back in that darn hot tub time machine I and agree. going back to, to the dark ages. And it's crazy. We're supposed to be moving forward, mm -hmm. not taking 15 steps back. And I just don't know why people can't understand that all we're bringing to the table is love. Mm -hmm. yeah, all we're bringing absolutely. to the table is inclusivity. All we're bringing is understanding. I don't know why it's so hard for people to understand that that's all we're bringing. Um, one thing I want to speak to real quick, and I, I think that um, for the drag show, they need to keep in mind that um, our performers, that's what they are. They are performers. So if we have an all-ages drag show, they are going to perform for the audience that they have. Mm -hmm. A lot of the um, performances, Disney-related, you know, kid-related, things like that. Yes, there are performers that are grown-up performers, and when they perform for grown-ups, they perform for grown-ups. But give us give us a break yeah you're so right tj that the that the shows mm -hmm. are is you know coordinated for the audience and that's a really great point to mm -hmm. mention um because you know when i read these tweets to me it's like you know they're talking about us promoting to youth which you know we're not doing we are not going to schools we're not and two you know any of our performers that happen to be youth we have parental Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, signatures that that yeah. we that we get from the parents. It's not like we're just saying, "Hey, come perform." Oh, or most definitely, you know, and anybody that's attending the show, they know exactly what they're getting when mm -hmm. they come to the show. So. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we actually lucked out when uh, Mrs. Ukulele with the uh, Nebraska Drag Queen Story Hour when she was still here in town and doing that. I haven't heard a whole lot about what's going on since she's moved back to Chicago, but I know there's still things going on. We lucked out during her time with us that there were not really any protests. There were a few, you know, across mm -hmm. the street type picket signs, uh, but I don't remember hearing a single incidence of threats of violence. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, that, that's a program that is focused on children for a very good reason. Uh, yeah, it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, I mean, we're reading stories. We're, 
you know, just like anybody would to children. Yeah. So I, and, I just, I, the, hypo- the hypocrisy to mm-hmm. me um, is it, it, thick because, uh, you know, what about if, if the, the worry is the children and performances, what about pageants? What about these other things? Mm-hmm. What about, you know, competitive mm-hmm. cheerleading and some of these other things where, you know, kids are, are groomed from a young age to perform. How is that any different from what we're doing? Well, I can tell you how it's any different from what <laughs> what you're doing. Uh, those kinds of things, those uh, child beauty pageants, mm-hmm. that is sexualization of children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe I'm sorry. I misspoke. I'm <laughs> choosing my words. Remember, I'm not enough but, coffee this morning. You know, morning, competitive but. cheerleading, that is something different, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, you know, I, I, I've got several relatives that have been involved in cheer teams and stuff like that. That's something entirely different. That is, to me, that is school pride. Well, no. Um, and, and I'll disagree with you there okay. because I had a daughter that was okay. in competitive And you can speak to that. That's and, for sure. And, you know, starting at the age of five, she was in cheerleading and that, you know, it notched up from there. By the time she was eight, the coaches were calling for fake hair pieces and nails and full face makeup at eight years old. Yeah. So, you know, to me, if there's a problem with that overall picture, mm-hmm. then it needs to be across the board yeah. that there's that 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 somebody is bringing it. Mm-hmm. I to me, I don't find um, it to be offensive in any way. But I but it, it needs to be apples to apples if someone's going to call mm-hmm. out something as a, an issue. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. No, no, that's fine. I, 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 I can agree with you on that. When you're when you're making that kind of a comparison, I can agree with you on that. If if you're going to call out uh, all ages drag performances and shows, mm-hmm. uh, then you need to call out the the youth beauty pageants, the competitive cheerleading, which is different than high school cheerleading. Correct. Yeah, it is. When, it, it when is. you're when you're in that ten and under. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. When you're really not going anywhere, it's mm-hmm. you know kind of an internal thing system and uh, i'm going to risk a little bit here in case any of my local family is listening uh one of my cousins her granddaughter uh, was in competitive cheerleading and now Mm -hmm. does beauty pageants i kind of cringe when i see the pictures on facebook Mm -hmm. and i cringe because to me that's not a healthy thing that kind of competition, mm-hmm. not not the not the focus on self-esteem and all that, mm-hmm. because I know that's involved. Mm-hmm. I also know that what's involved is parents and coaches steering their kids in certain mm-hmm. directions that those kids may not necessarily want to do. Now, my cousin's mm-hmm. granddaughter, she loves what she does, mm-hmm. but I know that there are some kids that are involved in stuff like that that don't. But that is so much different than these drag performances that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So much different because, you know, the performers love to perform. Mm-hmm. They're not grooming mm-hmm. anybody in the audience. That's so true. That's so true. I And maybe my interpretation may be a little bit different reading that because I'm like, you know, it, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say that in any way that a drag performance is, you know, indoctrinating a, a, a child that happens to attend into into drag and, and into the performer world, then you have to take theater. Mm-hmm. You have to take 
And, you know, I do throw out competitive cheerleading in there because there's that element of performance that's mm-hmm. in there. So you, then you have to look at everything across the board, not just the one thing mm-hmm. um, and, and to be fair about it. Um, but that doesn't happen. So basically yeah. leave us alone mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I look at it e- even with my with the, the press release that we put together collectively as the board. It's an expression. It's, it, you know, we we are never going to stop producing events that um, promote inclusivity, um, that promote uh, artistic expression. Because to me, that's what drag does. Drag, mm. drag promotes artistic expression or uniqueness. You know, some of the other things that we do too, you know, where we have DJs and we have members of the LGBTQ community that, that are, you know, doing art and, and other mm. things. In, in performance at at Pride, that's what we're all about. We, you know, we we want to promote folks to be their unique self, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. I need to take my bottom of the hour break, play a little bit. Of, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'd love to just talk the whole time, but we do have some things that we have to do. So I'm going to get our bottom of the hour break done if I actually have I think I have it all set up. Uh, and uh, when we come back, we'll have a little bit of music before we talk more about like the future of what's going on with the diversity and inclusivity of Star City Pride and other sorts of things in the Nebraska community. That was Christopher Bingham, uh, part of Bone Poets Orchestra, with Father Christmas from his uh, solo album, The Burning. You are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD 89.3 FM, and online at KZUM.org. And we have Gretchen and TJ from Star City Pride here in the studio with us today. We've, we've, we spent almost half an hour talking about what, what happened for Friday. But we wanted to talk about what's coming up for Star City Pride, for the Lincoln community. You know, we, we, we've dwelt long enough for now Yes. on the negative. Let's focus on the positive. Yes, I am all about the positive. We have so many great things that are coming up. So um, for those of you that don't know, Amelia Park DeVoe is our entertainment director this year. Um, and she is just amazing. She has our event calendar all the way through... December of next year. Oh, wow. And this is the first time since I've been involved, which was since 2017, Mm -hmm. that I have seen um, something that has been, you know, coordinated and finalized with all of us, an event calendar that we're all on board with and that is so um, diverse in the types of events that we're doing. We have um, our first ever winter gala that is uh, going to be the second Friday in February. Um, that right will, before Valentine's Day. Yes, so you can't miss that. That's going to be a black tie event, gorgeous decor, um, which <laughs> as anybody that knows me knows that that's my business. I'm, mm-hmm. it's, my, yeah, I'm, it's important to me. And I'm like, black tie um, affair. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I have a black tie. <laughs> <laughs> black tie, purple tie, you know. Um I think I may have lost enough weight to wear my purple blazer. Oh, that my would purple be amazing. velvet blazer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and we're bringing back the Stellar Awards and expanding it back to its original form, which um, I think, like I mentioned off air, when mm. Dan Marquez was part of, um, which we missed him ter- terribly, um, was part of the organization. He, it was his baby, uh, his concept to have a community awards 
ceremony. So we're incorporating that into the winter gala um, along with um, an auction, silent auction, um, and some of our, uh, a great variety of performers. Um, we're also doing uh, for the first time, and we've talked about it for the last couple of years, but we're actually doing it this year, a gay 5K in the fall. Awesome. Along with all of our other shows that we have that Amelia has lined up for us. And again, I mean, some are all ages and some are at, you know, local area bars. So mm -hmm. so we have, I, I feel this year. Um, oh, and I am going to be working on one of the local area bars so that we can actually say their name on the air. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. Put some pressure. Right? There's no we haven't that had that since Panic Bar was around. So we're going to make that happen. That's that would a, be amazing. You know, one of my plans yeah. for pride in the community. Perfect. Perfect, because we all should be together. And I think I just dubbed a segment of the show for next year. <laughs> Monthly segment. Oh, Friday, yes. It's like, whew. Yes. Uh, and then some other family events. So, mm -hmm. so picnics and, and pancake breakfasts and things like that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then, of course, TJ has some great things planned for our community outreach and where we will be partnering with other organizations in the community to have a presence at their event as mm -hmm. well. Most definitely, because I think that that is the key, um, just being out there, being out there, being around, being in community, letting people that we know that we that we are here. Um, another great thing that we did um, recently last night, to, to be precise, we crowned our new King Ang our Star City Pride royalty is what we will call them. Mm -hmm. So excited. So, so, yes, so Yes, yes, we can't forget excited. that. You know, um, I think this year is going to be a year that is going to be remembered and is going to be fun. Um, we have um, Baby Girl as well as John O'Kennedy um, as our Star City Pride royalty. So I am super, super, super excited. And I know that both of them, um, they're raring to go. And I am just super excited to see what this year holds for us. Congratulations to those folks. Oh, yes, most definitely. I wanted to go to the pageant last night but sometimes you have to make certain priority changes in life I had not been out of my house other than to come to the studio for a month so it's like I'm going to go be social with some people and I chose to be social with my best friend and her mother nice <laughs> so yes. you know that instead of going out and you know celebrating the community I was celebrating family because they are like family to me. Yep. But I really did want to go. And I even mentioned to them, it's like, you know, if I had given you a little bit more notice, maybe we could have gone and done this. Because her mother is not in perfect health. Mm -hmm. So she needs some, some advanced notification for going out. And, you know, I had a, another option, too, another community option last night, which was a, uh, the Yule Party at the Unitarian Church, hosted by the yeah. Order of the Red Grail. Yes. Which is always a fun time. And it's like, you know, Sometimes our priorities have to be a little selfish. Mm -hmm. But I am all for celebrating the diversity of Lincoln, the pride that so many people have in Lincoln. So congratulations to both of the new Star City Pride royalty. Yep. Yeah, so exciting things. And you're coming back to help us out with Pride this year. Yeah, we're going to figure out exactly what I'm going to be oh, involved in. the parade in. wouldn't be the same without you, Phil. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Grand Marshal one year, one yes. of the MCs the next year. I know. Hey. What will your role be this year? 
We shall see. I don't know. Hopefully I actually get sleep before this year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is an early morning. I, I, I will say that. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be strange for me not being the uh, the the chair for that particular committee this mm-hmm. year. So but you got to give it up some sometime, yeah. right? A little bit of relief for you in that yeah. department, a little more over a year in this department. OK, the shoulders are strong. Yeah, shoulders three, are strong. three years, though. I'm so sure we got our be. first online and then the two in person. I'm sure there'll be an index index finger somewhere on the. No, somewhere there. Oh, you know me you too. You have well. a little grasp on it there somewhere. As long as it's the index finger and not the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well, DJ. Uh, so what other kinds of ex- fun and exciting things in particular are coming up in the very near future? After the Winter Gala in February, what's next? Um, we've got a couple of shows. So we'll have um, our victory show mm-hmm. um, in January. Um, and then that will be followed by another benefit show in February. I believe it's before our winter gala. Okay. Um, but those are the the next three things that are that are coming up um, immediately. And of course, it escapes me the actual dates of anything <laughs> because that's what happens when you yeah. get over fifty. Is that the brain starts going and I can't remember dates sometimes, or I'll, or I'll flip them. So it'll be completely the wrong date. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, you just floored me when you said over 50. Both of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all right. I, once oh, yeah. again, I'm the youngin'. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, just it, because I, I think Gretchen might know, but TJ doesn't. The radio station is from September to February younger than me. Really? And we turn, the station turns 45 in February. So. Still a baby, Phil. <laughs> yeah. And been involved with KZOM for 13 years now. I can't believe that. Wow. Or is it 14? 14 next month. 14 <laughs> next month. There we go. There we go. Yeah, and the, we love you. Yeah, and the we first love you Sunday for your coverage in, in January of is my first year at KZOM. Two years later, my first year for Lavender Hill. Amazing. So, yeah. And I, I've loved being the voice. Of, having you of the Star City. Yeah, you've always been such a great supporter, at mm. least since I've been involved, and I'm sure before I even came around. But, mm. but yeah. yeah uh, Deb Anderson with the Women's Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't handle heat very well. And you know Star City Pride yeah. is always during one mm. of the hottest days of the year. It just Never happens fails. to be. We could have it in May. We could have it in October. And it would still be one of the hottest days of the year. It just seems to be the way it is because we're, we're all so hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she asked me to start filling in for her at the KZUM table. Oh, really? And all the years that I've been in Lincoln, it wasn't until then, a little over a decade ago, that I started going to Star City Pride. I always had to work. Oh, so, you know, it just wasn't there. But now I'm making so a priority. So you've been, like, firsthand on the growth of, of Pride. You know, I, I and that, yeah, I've that's watched really it go cool. from the, uh, the not-quite-block uh, party mm-hmm. to the uh, small-area street festival mm-hmm. to the larger venues. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the dreams of some of the people involved in Star City Pride to move it indoors. That's going to take a lot of fundraising, mm-hmm. but it's possible. 
And you're biting your tongue, it looks like there. <laughs> I don't know if that's a... Or if that's a... Well, we have some things in the works, and yeah. it may yeah. be an indoor-outdoor thing that uh, within the next few years. Yeah. So hopefully that, that, it's during my, my tenure as mm. president that we can, you know, make some much-needed changes to to the location um, and then to, to uh, what we have to offer on-site mm. For the next location. Mm-hmm. So, but there are there are some things in the works. Which actually reminds me what popped into my head while you were talking there since we have the diversity person for Star City Pride in the room. <laughs> what am I going to say? We changed it. It's not on the same weekend as Juneteenth anymore. June 9th, June 10th, which is we're super excited about. And I hope that that's my, my Madam Cleo working correctly. Was that right? <laughs> Close. Okay. <laughs> I have noticed over the years, because of it being a primarily outdoor thing, Mm -hmm. especially since moving from Panic Bar, Mm -hmm. the number of autistic attendees Mm -hmm. has been increasing because it's Mm -hmm. easier access, Mm -hmm. which is great. But the, the overwhelming of sensory input, is there anything even niggling at the back of somebody's head about a quiet space. Almost definitely. Um, And that's, I think, one of the conversations that Gretchen and I had, you know, among the 50 that we've had, Mm. you know, last year and moving forward. Um, We're definitely going to be a little bit more inclusive, excuse me, a lot more inclusive with what we have planned. And um, I just don't mean inclusivity as far as our black and brown brothers or our Latinx community, but inclusivity as far as everybody is concerned. So if people want to come and they want to, you know, sometimes it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, out there in that heat. We had probably more things happen last year with people than that I can remember as far as like people suffering from heat exhaustion and things like that. So we're definitely going to have some, um, I call them the timeout moments, some timeout places Mm -hmm. that people are able to... And it's not a punishment, right? No, not a punishment. Not a punishment. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, we have a lot of good things in the works. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just just stay tuned. Yeah. Just stay tuned. We do. And, and, you know, so I do want to touch on maybe the numbers and and some of the Mm -hmm. statistics because, you know, I'm a data girl when Mm -hmm. it comes to, to keeping the pulse on the festival itself. Um, we had uh, a 3,759 attendees, um, and that did not include our performers um, or anyone that had a VIP backstage access workers or anything like that. Um, so as an example, I believe that increase, that we had a 500-person increase over the year prior. Um, that um, we had more of, um, we had 84 um, different vendor booths um, this year, and that was 30 over what we had the mm-hmm. year prior. So I remember the, that conversation yep, with the you. The statistics are that that we are growing, and so we have to grow along with with the festival itself and what we offer. Um, we did have 53 heat-related incidents last year, and that was the biggest reason that we changed the date. You know, I, I would like to have it earlier, but we just... We can't compete and we don't want to compete with any other um, events that are going on uh, in other markets. Yeah. Um, and then because, you know, you just don't want to do that. But then also, too, um, an, another reason for the change is 
the fact that it just makes it easier for all of us um, at the the with the new date time mm-hmm. um, for us all to be there too. There were some conflicts that that typically come up, like we talked about, and too with Juneteenth, as TJ said. You know, we want to support other organizations and community efforts that are out there that are going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Be able to be present um, <laughs> at Juneteenth, so I'm, I'm I'm really excited about that too. Yep. I think I know what I need to do the next time you're here. Yep. I need to get a lapel mic for you. <laughs> so. TJ likes to move around. I like to move around. <laughs> I talk with my hands. You don't see me yeah. doing that much when I'm here, but I talk with mm-hmm. my hands, and that's what. You know, my dad was the same way. If he sat on his hands, he was quiet. Really, that's funny. Yeah. My dad was a lay minister with the Seventh Day Adventist Church. So that's what I mean by a conservative Christian background. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, my mother working at Union College, which is Seventh-day Adventist College here in Lincoln. Yep. And, you know, my, my dad, if he were still around, I can almost guarantee you that he would be sitting at, like, the free dad hugs table. Oh. He taught all seven of us kids, seven, question everything. Amazing. Learn for yourself. My mother is the same way. Uh, you know, my dad was a lay minister. My mother was the head deaconess of the oh. church. My brother and I, closest in age, we were junior deacons of the church. We both left. My brother's a satanic atheist. <laughs> 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 I'm a pagan minister. <laughs> but, uh, and my mother went back to the Methodist church. That's what she grew up as, was mm. Methodist. I think that's what, or, yeah, well... Yeah, she goes to Bible study with the Methodist Church, but when she attends church, she goes to a Southern Baptist church. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Must In small like, town, Colorado. Must like singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she can't stand Lutherans anymore. <laughs> no offense to my Lutheran friends and family out there, but, you know, pick a key and stick with it. <laughs> How funny. Mm-hmm. We are running low on time here. Okay. I've done way more talking about myself than I should, but that's because I just love talking with people. I love talking with you, Gretchen. I've known you since you know you got involved with Star City yep. Pride. I've met TJ off and on with Star City Pride and other things. Been meaning to get you on the show. Now we've had another face-to-face. We've said it on the air. Yes. And you know... You what, even messaged me on Facebook I not that did, long ago. I did, because I remember when I had met you at uh, Star City Pride the year before... Mm-hmm. And you um, had mentioned that with NAP, there were so many changes that were going on with NAP that I remember, I remember this. This is how I remember Phil, because he said, are you going to be there longer than three months? And I said, <laughs> I promise you I'll be here longer than three months. And you definitely have. Yes. Most yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to have somebody from NAP on the show since day one, basically. Because yeah. to me, NAP is such an important part of the Nebraska community because if it weren't for NAP and if it weren't for Planned Parenthood, we wouldn't have the kind of awareness of HIV AIDS that we do. Way back when I was in college, here I go talking about myself, (laughs) way back when I was in college for my, my public speaking class, I did a speech, a very difficult speech, about people living with and affected by AIDS. The only speech I ever did that was more terrifying for me to do in front of people was talking about being an adult survivor of child sexual abuse. Mm. That one I could not do in front of the class. Mm. I just couldn't. And, you know, 
That was at a time when we had classes at SCC where I can mention them mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, human sexuality was oh, one of the definitely. classes. Mm-hmm. And the way that that class was run at the time, I think it still is, is that it was a man and a woman teaching the class. They were not a couple, but they had that, that polarity in the class mm-hmm. so that if somebody within the class felt uncomfortable talking about a particular subject in front of everybody, they could talk to one of those, whether it be gender appropriate or whatever persons teaching the class. Mm -hmm. The year I took it was the first time that those teachers had ever had to apologize to a student. At At the end of the last class session, they asked me to stay back and they're like, we want to apologize for the way the other students treated you. Wow. And I'm like, okay. I'm, unfortunately, I'm used to it. Uh, you know, I went to small schools, mm-hmm. came to Lincoln. I left one of the Lincoln high schools for fear of my life. I dropped out of high school for fear of my life. Mm-hmm. And despite what we were saying in the first half hour, Lincoln has gotten better in a lot of ways, but not better in other ways. And what we mm-hmm. have seen with the NCF or NFC? NFC. NFC. Pardon me. I get those all confused mm-hmm. sometimes. So, you know, it's just LGBTQIA2S SOGI right. is hard enough to get straight every time. <laughs> yes. Throwing yes. in all these other yes. acronyms, I get lost. But enough said because we are literally running out of time here. Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you. I know it was last minute. Oh, no. I, I, I love it. I, just, I had two dozen articles to talk about. I don't care. They're getting posted to the to the Facebook page. Thank you, TJ. We will definitely be in you touch. You are very welcome, and Thank we definitely you. will be in touch. Yes. Thanks for having us this morning. You are most welcome. I'm going to get ready to hand things over to Deb Anderson on The Women's Show. She's joined by Twyla today, who is doing an interview with Kamara Thomas. I had the name in front of me, but I lost it for a second, uh, talking about her new album. And then they're going to be hanging around for that time of the month to do some chick-chatting. <laughs> Uh, but before we do that, I'm going to send you out with, how does Lady Gaga sound? Yes. We're going to go out with some Lady Gaga, her White Christmas cover.